Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Preparing for Christmas is a complicated task. In many ways, it can feel like a logistical nightmare. There are so many different pieces that have to fit together for your Christmas celebration to feel complete. Everything needs to line up perfectly for it to be just right. No matter what your Christmas celebration has looked like in the past, I'm guessing you've experienced some of the stress accompanied with this feeling. Maybe you're even feeling some of that stress right now. So what's on the list for you? Are you hosting this year? Is it your turn to invite people into your home? Well, then maybe you're worried about having warm, comfortable beds for people to sleep in. You're weary travelers from far away. Maybe you're in charge of bringing something for the Christmas meal. So, you have to make sure that that side is ready to go or that the pie is baked perfectly. Maybe you're the one traveling this year. You have to get the dog sitter lined up. Your bags have to be packed, and you need to make sure to get to the airport in time to avoid that frenzied rush of travelers. Even if you're celebrating Christmas with people close by, with close connections and close family, there are still some stressors that come along with planning for Christmas. Having the right gift, making sure that it arrives on time, that it's wrapped and ready to go. For many of us, it can feel like the Christmas season is this time filled with frenzy and frantic, frantic moments. We can feel like we are the rulers of these little kingdoms that are our lives. These places where we need to make sure everything is lined up and ready to go. You accomplish one task and you move on to the next one. You plan and you carry it out, making sure that everything is just right. So how's it going? Maybe everything looks perfect on the outside and everything is going to plan, but on the inside, does it feel like that all the time? More often than not, these little kingdoms that are our lives aren't quite as beautiful as we want them to be. And the frenzied rush of Christmas makes us all the more clear So when our plans and our kingdoms seem to fall apart in front of us all the time, how can we know, how will it be that Christmas will go according to plan? The kingdom that Mary lived in was similar to the ones that we find ourselves in, too. Some things in her life went according to plan, of course, but others, I'm sure, fell through. For Mary, she lived in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph. I'm certain that many of the things that she hoped for ended up playing out according to plan. But for Mary and all of God's people at this time, there was one thing that didn't seem quite right. You see, God's people had been promised this land, the land of Israel, yet they weren't the ones in control anymore. 
This promised land was controlled by the Romans, an oppressive government. And God had promised that he would establish a kingdom and a king, a place where his people could live in peace. But for generation after generation, it was nothing but other governments controlling their land. For Mary, she could look back to those stories of the past, the days of David, that great king long ago, Israel's greatest king. That was a time when everything seemed to go according to plan, like the kingdom was lined up. But David had lived a thousand years ago. In the land of Israel, well, the kingdom had fallen nearly 400 years before this day. How can it be? A king? A kingdom? How can these things be when the reality that Mary sees doesn't match what has been promised to God's people? Where are the places where you've seen your kingdom failing to meet what you hoped for? As you think about all the moving parts of Christmas and those final details that are getting put into place, maybe you've seen a few things that have fallen short. If you're planning to host or to travel, I'm sure you've experienced travel delays, canceled and delayed flights, visitors that weren't able to come. Or even if you're celebrating with those nearby, the gift that you planned on giving, well, it didn't arrive in time and you showed up to the party empty-handed. But these are just a few small ways that we see our kingdom crumbling and our plans falling apart in this time of year. But you know from experience that it goes beyond this month, don't you? Throughout the year, you see all of the cracks in your kingdom, where your plans fail, where your expectations are let down. And so often, aren't these things even more disappointing? A family member makes a comment that cuts deep, and suddenly your relationship is strained. That plan that you had at your job to get a promotion, well, it doesn't work out. Now work isn't as enjoyable as it was before. Your kids get sick and your plans fall apart. Your retirement isn't as exciting as it was before as you deal with the pains of aging. Something about these little kingdoms isn't right. And that's just it. They can't be. Because the problem is bigger than just dealing with disappointing circumstances. Every kingdom that we try to build ourselves will feel like it is flawed. Because it is. Every kingdom that has ever been built, ever since that first one that God established, has been flawed with sin. Since our first parents, Adam and Eve, fell into sin, that kingdom that God had created was no more. That place where God lived and dwelled in the presence of man with Adam and Eve, everything we build now is filled with sin. And as we see these problems creep up into our lives, they're just more evidence that the things that we try to build aren't built to last, that they're filled with sin and filled with flaw. Our plans, our kingdoms, our entire reality. So if my kingdom is flawed, 
If my plan is falling apart, how can it be that my Christmas will go to plan? Maybe it already has. Because the plan and the kingdom were never yours. They belonged entirely to your God who has been carrying out this plan for you since the beginning. Hear what the angel Gabriel announces to the Virgin Mary. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Imagine hearing these overwhelming words from the mouth of the angel, with echoes of promises like the one that we heard to David this morning. God promised the start of a new kingdom, one that wouldn't be like those ones of the past that fell apart. No, a kingdom that would last forever. David ruled with some of the greatest splendor of all the kings of the earth. Yet this king would have even greater splendor, called the Son of the Most High, the Son of God himself, with a kingdom greater than David's reality of the past or Mary's of the present. How can this be? For you. While our kingdoms seem to fall apart all around us, God has made us a part of a new kingdom, an everlasting kingdom that you are a citizen of. When our plans fail and fall apart around us, God has been preparing and carrying out the perfect plan for you, a plan that he carried out through the centuries, through this promise to David as he preserved the family line of the Savior, a promise that he carried out through Mary, his servant, who would carry the Son of God. And through his Son, that promised king, who would establish a kingdom that would have no end, a kingdom filled with grace, a king who would not rule for his own good, but only for the good of his people, a king who would give his life for the people of his land. Through this greater kingdom, the child king who has been announced will bring sinners to a new place. This new kingdom is a place that is a place like what God had created before, where God will dwell in the presence of his people. How can this be? Because the one who made the plan and who carried it out is God most high. And the promised king himself is the Son of God, Jesus, our Messiah. The mother was quickly scurrying from the kitchen over to the living room. You could tell that she was worried about the next few things that she had to do. It was 1.30 p.m. and family was supposed to arrive at 2. She had made a few promises. First, that dinner would be ready to go when everyone arrived. If you peeked your head in the kitchen and noticed the timers on the stove and the preheating oven, you could see that it wasn't quite going to plan. She'd also promised herself that all the presents would be wrapped before everyone arrived. But the Amazon boxes in the living room, they told another story. 
Yet she wasn't worried. This mother had been through many Christmases before. She knew that things would work out in the end. She just wasn't quite sure how it would all happen. Mary wanted to know how it would all happen. The words that the angel spoke to her, they didn't match the reality that she saw. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? She heard this great promise of wonderful news of a coming king, but it didn't match her reality or her expectations. A promised king, the son of God, born of a virgin, born of a normal, humble woman? How could this be? How could these promises be true? How can this be? How could God do something like this for you or for me? Like Mary, our expectations of how God will carry out his promises doesn't always match the reality of what we think we will find. If I were to ask you how you might expect to find God carrying out his promises, maybe you'd tell me that you were expecting fireworks, big things for God's people, miracles wherever they go. Maybe you'd expect success, a life on easy street, or happiness, no problems. But this isn't what we see. And for Mary, as God carries out his promise through her, this doesn't make sense to us either. A king? Shouldn't this be announced in a palace or on the news? How is God going to do this thing? But just because the way that our God carries out his promises doesn't match what we expect to find, doesn't mean that he hides it from us. You see, the reality of God's faithful promises is fulfilled in his word. As you see, promises made to Mary, carried out through her, and promises to you of this promised king, you can have confidence that your God will carry out his every promise in his word. God carried out the promise of a new king in an unexpected way. Hear what he said to Mary. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Only our God can plan and carry out a promise like this. And as you see this promise fulfilled, as you hear the story of Christmas, whether that be later today or tomorrow, you can be confident through this promise fulfilled that your God will fulfill every one of his promises in his word. Put your trust in the promises of your God as you witness the coming of this promised king. And since your God has fulfilled this promise to you, you can live life in the kingdom that you live in now, looking forward to what your God has given you. You can live with peace every day knowing that something is promised for you, a heavenly kingdom. You can live with hope no matter the struggle you face in your everyday life. And you can live with joy looking forward to that life in a kingdom that will never end. How will this be? Because in your God's promises, you know that this Christmas will go according to his eternal plan for you. Amen.